0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Transcending Together with Julianne and Lee.
1: Hi, Julie. How's your week been?
0: Well... I must tell you, it's been quite challenging. So I was fortunate enough to have been able to go to the Quinn's Pride rugby match. I was actually a box and got to see the Wasps play the Harlequins women's team. And the Harlequins women's team absolutely savaged the Wasps. So that was good. I spent way too much money on merch. But ultimately, it was a good day. I was fortunate enough to meet a person in our community who shall remain nameless, and you'll understand why afterwards. We had a chat about the crowdfunder that I'm doing to raise money for my legal case again RFU and she very kindly tweeted this out and what ensued was the absolute basically the garbage of Twitter came to the surface Wow! and yeah so I've spent the last week sort of I guess I'm sort of going through it's a bit of a mixed blessing in some ways because on the one hand I do think if you're not annoying and getting in the face of the turfs and you're not getting piled on on Twitter you're not trying hard enough yeah But when it happens, I have to say, it's very difficult. So it cuts you to your core, I guess, is what I'm saying. So it's been difficult. And I've kind of reflected a lot on how we should actually go about taking this battle on. Because we're not going to win it on Twitter. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's astounding how many of them, I would say 95% of the people commenting have a fake name and an avatar. So they may or may not even exist. But whoever they are, I did try try not to engage because my good friend Emily said to me, never wrestle a pig in the mud because you get covered in mud and the pig actually enjoys it. <laughs> but I did actually take a few of them on and Yeah, one of them I just said to them is the reason you don't have a profile picture because the light bulb's gone out in your basement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so have you felt
1: have you felt like you've been attacked yourself or collectively? Do you feel that the attack has been on the transgender community?
0: Well, obviously, their vector was aimed at me specifically because I was the sort of cause celebre of the issue. Mm. But I think to the extent that I felt, yes, they did attack me personally. But having said that, that's how they attack everyone. So you get to the point where you realize this is just how they operate. This is just what they do. Twitter has become such an awful echo chamber and it's got me thinking because we've got the Twitter profile for our show. Yes. And, you know, it got me thinking that, that, yes, you want to get it out there, but I don't think, and talking to a lot of people... I don't think sane, reasonable, objective people are on Twitter anymore. I think that's the bottom line. And I think they've left. I think they have left the room and all that's left is the lunatics. Yes. And that's kind of why. Where do you find
1: your audience? Where do you find your audience?
0: I was watching a really interesting thing on YouTube last night about the dangers of AI and what occurred to me by what he was saying is that, yes, you can reach millions of people, but so can millions of people. So if you've got a thousand voices shouting out all at the same time how do you get your message across do you know what i'm saying so even if you think you're getting your message out there so you put it on twitter and you think this will go to the world wide web and everyone will see it yeah but they they're overwhelmed People are overwhelmed on Twitter. There's just too much. And I think reasonably minded people who are open to having a conversation realize you're not going to get it on Twitter. You're never going to change anyone's mind on that. Because the problem is that you've got, for every one person that agrees with your perspective, they've got a person who agrees with theirs. So you think if you get three or four people validating your comment, you feel good. But then they've got three or four people validating their comment. So... Nobody ever gets to change somebody's mind. So I think it's a bait and switch type of thing because it promises us the opportunity to reach millions of people. But ours is just one voice in the sea of voices and more to the point, and this is the conclusion I've come To about it, you're not actually getting your message out because the only people left in the room are the lunatics. If I go into Twitter and I don't go into the for you section and I go into the following section, yeah, then it's great. But then I guess the challenge with that is that's my echo chamber. So the people I'm following, a lot of them follow me back. So I'm only reaching the people who agree with me so I'm also in an echo chamber we're all in our own little echo, echo the chamber the only way we can yeah. survive on Twitter is to create an echo chamber of people we agree with because there were two guys I tried to they both attacked trans people in the space of a week on their YouTube videos now one of them is a motor car guy and I really liked his videos another guy he also has some really good content but then both of them and I know they know each other but I'm not saying this was a concerted effort but within a week both Both of them platformed very transphobic perspectives. So the one guy was saying he sort of played on the Trans Am and that was his clickbait. And then he goes on to rant about Drag Story Hour and how the trans agenda has gone crazy. I've commented on his videos before and we've had conversations about some of the content that he's posted. So I reached out to him and I said, yeah, listen, you've missed the point here. Trans people and drag queens are two completely different things and I don't want to get into the merits or demerits of Drag Story Hour, I think the points that you made about Drag Story Hour and some of your concerns possibly are shared within the trans community and within the gay community generally. So I said it's not unwoke necessarily to express concern about that. Willing to have a conversation about it is what I said to him. I said, but what's more troubling is that you have equated drag with trans.
1: Yes. And I think there's a lot of people that do that. The general population, the general public.
0: And he Um, couldn't seem to understand it. And when we got into a conversation about it, he didn't understand that what I was saying is that drag queens are not transgender people. Some drag queens are trans, but most drag queens are not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know? Trans people are not drag queens.
0: No, exactly. Because we're just women or men. We're not a show. We're not a performer, which is what drag is. It's a performance. And I mean, anyway, I mean, this country has such a long history of drag. The fact that now all of a sudden it's an issue. I mean, for centuries, no one's worried about Widow Twanky at the pantomime, have they? No. And now suddenly they've got issues with drag queens reading stories to children. I do think it's possibly not the best thing to do. With the way the world is at the moment? Is it a hill that you're willing to die on? I don't know. I know drag queens who do story hour. I know some of them personally. And I know they're not bad people. It's like in America, they've got the stupid children's beauty contests. I don't know what they call them. Do you know, the, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So you've got like Honey Boo Boo and stuff. And you've got these kids who are sexualized by their parents to win beauty pageants. And no one's calling them out as an issue. So America, definitely, they have their own problems. Story Hour, from what I understand, kind of started there. And I might be wrong. And I'm more than willing to be challenged on this. I just don't think that's a hill worth dying on. But then it comes down to the principles of it, doesn't it? It's the principle. So I've sort of walked myself around in a circle here. Which is what I do. Sorry, listeners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The perspective of, if you have a look at a drag queen as being an entertainer, then quite possibly story hour could be quite entertaining, you know? Yeah, it's true. Just from so a pure re- entertainment perspective.
0: Point of view. Yeah, we're going to read Little Mermaid, so I'm going to come dressed as a mermaid. I mean, where's the harm in that? Yeah, it's I, and as you say, it's entertainment. I mean, clowns are scary, and yet
1: they're children's <laughs> entertainment. Go <Yeah>. figure. <laughs> why
0: are clowns that? Why are clowns all right and drag queens are the problem? I think clowns are far more scary.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's and we like even even in adulthood, people say I have this fear of of clouds and it stems back from my childhood so maybe that's what they're thinking oh no the child will grow up to be an adult who has nightmares about drag queens
0: it's interesting because i was watching a channel 4 documentary on this because i wanted to understand where this youtuber was coming from and he had said you just go have a look on youtube and you'll see what i'm talking about now I tend to search for a very wide variety of things on YouTube. So I have a very eclectic algorithm. He was talking about exposing children to men scantily dressed in women's clothing. He said, you just go and have a look on YouTube. You'll see what I'm talking about. So I went and looked on YouTube. I couldn't find any of this. What I found was beautifully Dressed entertainers sharing stories with children, reading stories to children. It's the intolerance which is so prevalent in our society at the moment. I posted a thing. So there was this Joanna Cherry, the Scottish MP who got deplatformed at Edinburgh Fringe because nobody would work at the venue where she was going to speak because people have opinions. So she was bemoaning being cancelled. This cancelled culture's gone too far. So I posted on Twitter and I said, you haven't been, and I literally didn't write the F word. I said, "I literally said, you haven't been cancelled, you effing turf. It's just nobody wanted to support you espousing your awful views. And one of the comments I got was, yeah, you see, there you go. So aggressive. I'm like, I've been called a groomer, a paedophile, a rapist, a peeping Tom, but I call Joanna Chen an effing turf, and I'm the one being aggressive.
1: It doesn't make sense.
0: I don't know how we're going to win this, because last week we were talking about the KJK rally up in Manchester, or Birmingham, Manchester, and... People are scared, I talked about this last week, how people are scared to protest against her because of what will happen to them. And in a way, it's kind of justified because she can stand up there and scream out at trans people who are protesting against her and call them groomers, pedophiles and rapists, but they can't push back because when they push back, it's like you see how violent you are. And you're like, at what point is responding to violence with violence. Why does that make you the problem when you're defending yourself? And I guess this is what it comes down to is how do we defend ourselves in the face of this? Because no, definitely we can't go to Twitter because Twitter is an echo chamber for the right. It's dead to me. I don't think it serves any purpose. That's why I've I've created the Substack tigergirl.substack.com because we've got a chat room on there. Where we can talk about stuff. That's where I post previous episodes. If you happen to miss the live one. And so we put our all our episodes up there, this show and the Julianne show. And it's got a chat room. And I can moderate who subscribes and who doesn't. Obviously, I'm not gonna catch them all, but certainly since the great Twitter pylon of last week, a lot of them have sort of come on and they're open about the fact that they are who they say they are. Or they'll make a comment and then are like, okay, fine. You're in. Subscribed, you're unsubscribed. You're unsubscribed. <laughs> so it just gives us a bit more control. So we might not be talking to millions of people, but hopefully we'll be talking to people who would like to debate and discuss. And we address difficult things. I mean, you've heard me now go around in circles around drag story hour. I don't know that I've sort of landed on a conclusion as to whether it's the right thing. I can completely see why it is the right thing to do it. Then I can see, yeah, but hang on. Is it though? But if it's the right, you see what I'm saying? These are the kind of conversations I want to have because I don't claim to have the answer. I don't know what the answer is. And I think in terms of how we... Tackle transphobia and this existential crisis that we're under. We need to have somewhere where we can get together and talk and figure out what are we going to do about this because it's getting worse. It's it getting really, really worse. I mean, the conservative was it the conservative con- conservatism conference? I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that, Lee? What was going on?
1: I, I try and avoid the news as much as I can. Then
0: how can we, but then we won't
1: have any topical
0: information to talk about. <laughs> i i okay fine i'll take one for the team and i'll expose myself to this filth yeah so all the the right wingers got together for a british version of what the americans the cpac which i think now we weren't we didn't talk about that last week with carly but yeah the cpac is like this gathering of all the mainstream right wingers in america and they've tried to in the best spirit of the way boris was like trump now our right wing has decided they need to be more like the american intolerant right wing religious conservatives so they had this conference and one of the guys stood up and said the answer to all of britain problems is in ensuring that we establish the right family values of a man and a woman married, staying together for the sake of the children, and being responsible for raising children with a Christian moral ethic. That's is what this person who happens to be an MP believes is the answer to all of Britain's problems.
1: It's absolutely disgusting. It really is. And I think just circling back a little bit to a platform where we can have open and honest debate, I think that's the way forward. I'm always saying to you, Julie, as a cisgender woman, could you explain, just for my own education... Could you explain because perhaps I've picked up on something like, for example, coming back to the drag queens. okay, and it's like, oh, you hear that constantly in the mainstream media and, you know, all over social media. So now you have that perspective yourself. And it's, Julie, please explain to me. Let's have a discussion about it. Let's be open and honest. And let's try and forge a way forward. Because on the one side, you're getting, oh, it's the trans agenda. That's women's rights and blah, 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 blah. And on the other side, it's this very strong, conservative, Christian, a man and a woman under guard and all the rest of it. So it's like, Getting bombarded from each side, aren't you? Yeah.
0: The one guy actually went so far as to propose that the no-fault divorce thing should be overturned because we shouldn't make it easy for people to divorce, which is such a misogynistic perspective on it. Because mm. the reality is, fault divorce has kept many women in bondage because they can't get out of that marriage. Yeah. We can take a break, and I'm going to take a breath. <laughs> See you in a bit
2: i love this, this, this we continue this. in moments this is good yes yes you're locked to trans radio uk
3: many website owners don't like their website hosting company or support provider but are too scared to move to someone else in case they lose their site or it affects their business based in Telford, at purple prince media we will move your website to us free of charge with the best support possible and if you're looking to start up a business, we're also here to design and build your website from the ground up with unbeatable prices on web hosting and dedicated servers. We're also certified Magento developers, which is the world's biggest e-commerce platform. So rest assured, your online business is just a click away. Drop us an email on hello at purpleprince.co.uk or visit purpleprince.co.uk to get started. Purple Prince Media, the local website company. Win £25,000 and help Truck Listens at the same time. Enter the Rainbow Lottery and click Truck Listens as your chosen organisation. And not only can you win £25,000, 50p of every ticket purchased will go to Truck Listens. Please see www.transradiouk.com and click win £25,000 for more details. Ever thought about having your own radio show? Well, now you can, as we're looking for presenters to join our team. No experience is needed and minimal equipment required. For more information, email info at transradiouk.com. TransRadio Trans radio UK. Tune in via DAB in Ireland. Download our app via your smart speaker or online at transradiouk.com.
2: Malcolm here. Don't go anywhere as we bring you some more trucking, great music and jazz here on Trans Radio UK.
0: And we're back. So, OK, so Lee, I'm going to challenge you with a question. What do you think we should do? What are some of the things we should be thinking about doing in order to push back? It, you know, so we can't use Twitter. Yes, we can gather in our but what do we do when let's say Kelly Jean King is coming down to Brighton? What should we do? What would you do?
1: I think that's an interesting question. And I think the way forward is get away from that toxicity of being on Twitter. Just stop it. And focus on a more encompassing, a more compassionate platform. So you start small. You start on your Substack. And our Substack. Our Substack. You start on Substack, (laughs) you start small. I think what really sticks out to me is kind of like bringing the positive mindset into it. Because if you're looking at that vile rubbish on Twitter every day, it's going to throw you out of balance. It's going to make you feel you want to get up there and defend and defend and defend. And it's like, why, why should you be subject to all that emotional abuse that you get? Just stop it. So my challenge to you, Julie, is can you stay off Twitter for a week? Yeah, I think I can.
0: I I think that that challenge needs to go more broadly to our community in general. I think we should vote with our feet or with our fingertips. Yeah. And just get out of the room because we are so outnumbered on that platform in particular. And I think we need to curate our own places where we can gather virtually or in person where feasible to talk about how we actually can do something about it because we can't take them head on. And I've been thinking a lot, I guess, about Lee and I share a common experience, which is growing up in South Africa during the 1980s and how if you you take Nelson Mandela's approach he was okay. He wasn't. The the ANC weren't pacifists, and they did commit some atrocities. But it didn't gain them sympathy, and I think that's the point. Because to this day, certain sectors of the South African population legitimize their continued racism on the basis of the violent acts which the ANC committed. And yet, it was a response. It, it's kind of similar, isn't it? Because you've got the might of the ultra right wing national. Party in South Africa, bringing to bear their their entire army on this group of people. And they were left with all they could do, which was, you know, these terrorist attacks. Or these guerrilla tactics, as they call them in Africa, because you can't stand up to a national army. I mean, look at what happened in Sharpeville when they did; they got shot at. Although, at the end of the day, that was probably the turning point, wasn't it? That was.
1: It was like the catalyst. I think
0: Sharpeville. Yeah, but yeah. So what? So do we need to get to the point where we have a Sharpeville moment where? The trans people take on the turfs in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. This is the thing. In, in both cases, that was the death knell to the apartheid regime was when they were actually filmed shooting people in the street. That definitely was a tipping point for the international community because until then they had kind of been able to ignore it. But certainly the terror campaign that the ANC waged enabled this South African government to define them as terrorists which made their cause that much harder and took them down a path which had it not been for a, a certain number of visionary individuals like FW de Klerk and Nelson Mandela South Africa would have gone and had a terrible war and it was assuaged it was prevented ultimately because these two men decided to talk to each other <laughs>
1: that's the key, it's talk to each other because they, they had their differences and they managed to come together, sit down and talk like adults in an open, constructive way. And the history of South Africa could have been extremely different to what it actually was.
0: Yeah, I equally grew up in Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, and that was a bush war that was fought outside of the cities. I think if South Africa had gone to war, it would have been a city war. The collateral damage would have been much greater. Mm. So dialogue is key. But I still come back to the fact that as a community, we need to do something. We need to get organized. And I'm not talking about grabbing your balaclava, your pitchfork (laughs) and your torch. I'm talking about having a dialogue of ideas and a consistent approach across the country on how to respond to these nutters. And actually, if we think back to what happened up in Manchester, the kid who spoke there, to their credit, they... I don't think KJK and her lackeys really clocked what the person was saying, which is hilarious because they just got up there and basically called out the terse. It was only when they went to try and remove the microphone Phone that I think KJK clocked that maybe they weren't everything they said they were. <laughs> I, I'm kind of just left with this idea that they, that the turfs, they're so caught up in their own echo chamber that they couldn't imagine someone would actually get up there and call them out on it. That they actually probably thought this person was saying something supportive. <laughs> actions like that that was absolutely inspired so i think we can learn from that unfortunately by trying to take the microphone they created a justification for kjk to turn around and tell the media you see this person tried to destroy my equipment
1: yeah yeah
0: she just had someone up there screaming out that queer culture is the root cause of paedophilia, grooming. Oh, it was just horrendous what this person was saying. But that's okay, apparently. But don't try and steal my microphone. That's <laughs> violence. That apparently yeah. is violence. Yeah. So it has to be non-violent. It absolutely has to be non-violent because we can't get violent with them. We can't even be seen to be getting violent with them because that will... steal they. Always Mm. Yeah, they and their right-wing enablers in the media are lovely non-independent press. We'd just love that, wouldn't they? They would love to be able to say how a bunch of trans women came and beat up a bunch of turfs.
1: Yeah. And Um, they'll go, see, we told you, we told you so. Yeah. These women are not women kind of narrative will come through.
0: Exactly. We will lose the moral high ground, I guess, is the point, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think it's also you got to focus on how to get the message out. That we want to have this platform where we can have these open and honest debates about things and have people from different sides coming on. It's how do you get that message out? Because the people that you really want to reach are just not aware.
0: Of it. Well, they're listening to trans radio. <laughs> That's a good start. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the point which, when we had Carly on last week, the thing which really reminded me of how important this radio station is was the extent excitement she felt with being on a radio station. You know, Yeah, we... she was well excited. She, she listens to the station. She lives in America. So I guess this is something I've been thinking about since this Twitter debacle. It's like, I don't need Twitter because we've got trans radio and trans radio is going out there and trans radio is sending the message out that we need to come together to reach a consensus on how we non-violently oppose what's going on. I think that's what we need to do. After this break. <laughs> See you in a
2: minute. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Are you trans and non binary and feel like drugs or alcohol are impacting your life negatively? Why not check out Transover? Sober? We're a grassroots peer support group for the community, by the community. Find us at www.transover.org and join us online or come to one of our weekly drop-ins. We also offer other useful resources. Looking for business cards? Flyers? In fact, anything in print? We can help. Digital Format Specialists. www.printsmart.uk.com Think smart. Print smart. Did you know you can advertise with us for less than a pound a day? Call 0207-856-0584 or email sales at transradiouk.com. TransRadio uk.com. Trans radio UK, a global radio station the whole LGBTQ plus community can be proud of.
3: Are you looking for an intimate and affordable graphic
0: design service? Are you an indie author needing
4: help to publish your book? Theodora Rosenberg is here to help.
0: With packages for marketing, publishing, and branding available, you're sure to be satisfied. Find out more at authortheorose.com.
2: Trans Radio UK is on. Right now. Across the UK and beyond. Now. Now. More of the music you love. More. Trans, Radio Trans Radio UK. UK.
0: Welcome back, folks. So I think we were just talking before the break about the need to build a national consensus and to figure out how we peacefully push back against the situation. If we go back and we think about the South African scenario, the black majority had no political representation, as do we not have any political representation. In fact, one of the people who dunked on me on Twitter runs the Labour Women's Labour Party, women's something. And they retweeted to Keir Starmer saying, you see, the, these are the men who are trying to take our rights away. <laughs> so we don't have a political platform. But then the South African majority didn't have one either. Yeah, and they but had absolutely But it didn't stop no them rights. creating change. And it wasn't the bombings, and it wasn't the terrorism necessarily that actually drove the change. It was collective action. And yes, we can't protest violently. We can't disrupt if we protest. And yes, things have become, it's become a lot harder for us to protest. So that's something we need to talk about, is within the framework of what we currently have at our disposal. What can we do? Because I'm not prepared to settle for there's nothing we can do. I'm also not sure I have all the answers. I definitely don't have all the answers. I don't even know all the questions. (laughs) And that's where we need to get together to talk about these things. Because there are people there with far better ideas than mine. With ideas, period. Because I don't have a lot of ideas. I am actually stuck to a certain extent. But I know we have to do something. I mean, my case against the RFU is obviously a thing. It's one thing that I'm doing that will have a profound impact on the political discourse around this particular issue. But then I've had people in the trans community telling me not to do it. And I am happy to chat to them about why I think I should. But I need to have that dialogue. I need to talk to people. We need to talk to each other. Because what I said to the person who said to me, I don't think you should be doing this because there's lots of trans people who just want to live out their lives quietly. And I said to them, the problem with that is no matter how quiet you get, it will eventually come to your doorstep. You can't avoid this. We are in crisis and we do need to do something. Doing nothing is not an option you know, we can't do nothing. We have to do something. And I don't buy that we can stick our heads in the sand and ignore this and it'll all go away because it's not going to go away. Well, we sit quietly. They will come and occupy more and more and more of our territory. And it's such a, if you look at this national conservatism conference, it's such a small tiptoe from trans rights into gay rights. So they're railing against the trans agenda, and in two footsteps, they're then attacking gay family. So it's the same issue. It's the same enemy. If you were to draw a Venn diagram of all of their various issues, they all coalesce around people who don't conform to a conservative's narrow definition of what a family is, what education should be. So this is an issue that affects everyone in the quilt bag community. This platform, Trans Radio, is more specifically about, obviously, it's trans radio. I'd love to hear from the other elements of the Quiltbag community who listen, because hopefully you like our content and you like the music we play and you like the conversations that we have. So I would hope that we have a broader audience than just trans people. I was telling you about those two YouTube videos. The other guy platformed someone from something called the Heritage Party. And they're basically, I guess, somewhere right of the right wing. <laughs> But this guy was railing on about, and likewise, I actually messaged this guy who I've messaged on other videos that he's done and to which he has replied before. So I messaged him and I said to him, if you're going to platform this guy and you're going to talk for half an hour about trans people, why don't you talk to a trans person? Why are you having this conversation without a trans person in the room? And very good question. Yeah. Of course, I haven't heard back from him. But this guy, the guy who was this chairman of the Heritage Party, he was saying how the trans agenda is funded by George Soros. And I'm like, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. But that would be nice. I mean, the right wing's got their billionaires. Why can't we have one? <laughs> It's like everything they disagree with is George Soros, yeah. you know, and it's Trump 2.0. They just think if they just mouth the same words and just talk the same nonsense. But yeah, I mean, even YouTube, you can't have a sensible conversation on YouTube anymore because if you want to get into delicate subjects... You've got to get through their algorithm. And that's why I just think you've got to de-link from that as well. I mean, I've got a YouTube channel. I've loved making my YouTube videos. I'm just going to go back to recording my motorcycle rides and posting those because I get lots of likes on those. I tend to lose subscribers the minute I start talking about anything serious. So, yeah, I guess YouTube is bubblegum. It gives you something to do but doesn't actually provide you with anything. (laughs) So it's like with our Substack, I've been getting all these messages from Substack saying, this is how you grow your audience and do this and do that. And I'm thinking, no, because I don't want to necessarily air my laundry on the World Wide Web. I just want to create a curated space where we can actually have deep, meaningful, interesting conversations with each other about yeah. what we're going to do about this.
1: And well, that's not too much to ask, is it? Yeah. Let's get a group of adults together and talk the- Things through talk about it
0: do yeah, they have to be adults
1: <laughs> <laughs> might have more luck with the children the way the adults behave these days i know
0: i think children probably have better ideas what do you think well define adults.
1: yeah exactly that's a very good question yeah and certainly not those keyboard warriors on twitter they are not the definition of adults
0: no definitely not i was really hoping that the youth of today would actually be better, but then there was a thing okay, you probably didn't see it because you said you don't (laughs) read the news there was an awful thing of this young gay person being beaten up by people from his school just disgraceful, and it's the parents, you know, if my dog bite someone I get into trouble yes the poor dog gets put down Mm. but the point is I get into trouble so surely if your kid was beating up another kid because they're gay then as a parent you need to get into trouble for that because that kid learned that somewhere exactly let's go into the final ad break and we'll be back in a little bit
4: Oh, I love
2: this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK.
4: Do you need someone to talk to? On your own, like days and nights long. Feel you have no one that will listen.
2: doesn't have to be that way
4: well everybody hurts
0: listens, because everyone needs to talk sometime. Heard. Call 0800
4: 009 6640 between 8am and 2am. Truck listens, because everybody needs to talk sometime.
3: Did you know we received no funding here at Transradio UK? To keep us on air and growing, we rely on donations. To donate, please head to www.transradiouk.com and click the link. A regular payment of twenty pounds will see you become a partner of Truck. Other options are available. Email info@transradiouk.com for details. A big thank you from all the team here at Transradio UK.
2: The world's largest radio station for the trans community. Trans Radio UK.
0: And we're back. So during the break, Lee and I were having a conversation. She reminded me about something I wrote, which is on the substack, which is about rights versus acceptance. And it talks to this particular thing that we've been talking about. In that article I talk about that having the right to something doesn't mean you'll be accepted for it. So it's like in the new South Africa, when the black majority gained their rights, it didn't automatically mean that white South Africans just suddenly accepted. But the rights are an important place to start because having achieved the rights and having the right to be at the table means that people have to engage. They can't just ignore you. And what has tended to happen, not across the board, but for the most part in South Africa, is people accept the multiracial society that South Africa is today. It wasn't that on day one, but it's only got to that point of acceptance. And there's still some holdouts, believe me. <laughs> I've got some members of my families who are holdouts. So I don't occupy any moral majority on that one but i think for the most part i do believe that the majority of white south africans have come to accept the ones that that didn't accept it went to australia or new zealand the vast majority have stayed and are building lives and doing what they can in that society and in that system. If we look at how that correlates to where we are, is we've had the rights, what's happened is, and for the most part, again, the majority of people in this country, I want to believe accept transgender people. I do believe the vast majority do. It really is, you know, that expression, the empty can rattles the loudest. And that's the problem is we've got these empty cans rolling around. (laughs) our streets, making a lot of noise, and they're not speaking for everybody. And you saw this with the KJK speaking engagement. I'm trying to think what to call it. I don't actually know. But there were more trans people there, and I don't want to say protesting, because they they weren't really... They were present. They were present. There were more trans people present and making their presence known than there were actually people attending KJK's rally. So I do believe that the vast majority... Of people in this country except transgender people What we need to do is make sure that that acceptance We don't take that for granted And we leverage the people who do accept us Our wonderful allies who stand up for us And walk with us and support us in everything that we do Those wonderful allies We need to work with them We need to get them into our communities We need to talk to them about how we can influence And we're at the beginning We're at the beginning of the beginning but we have to start somewhere and i think for this week and and i've done all the talking and i'm going to let lee talk a little bit (laughs) in a moment (laughs) but i'm still decompressing after my talk but what we need to so far as in south africa the rights led to acceptance what we need to be very careful of is that we don't allow the reverse to be true and we become unaccepted and because we are unaccepted We lose those rights. And that's what the likes of KJK are trying to do to us. They're trying to make us unacceptable. That's why they paint us as pedophiles and groomers and all of those things. And the only way we're going to ensure that we retain our acceptability is to be visible with grace. I think that's what it's about. It's about being visible with grace. We're never going to get a fair shout out of the media, but anybody who's in the vicinity of a KJK rally, and they see us being visible with grace. I think that's the message we need to send, is that we are entirely acceptable, because we are. But we need to demonstrate that we are, and we need to demonstrate our gratitude for that acceptance. Yeah. Lee?
1: Yeah, so I think just some of the ways that our allies can help to engage The cause as we move forward is it's all about education and awareness. Educate yourself and others about the issues facing our community. It's about sharing resources, attending workshops or trainings and having open and honest dialogues to increase the understanding and the empathy. And then I think the other important thing is to amplify our voices and use our platforms to spread the message that we have. And also like supporting your personal circles, just standing up for individuals in your personal circles, maybe standing up for that person at work, not being Mm. afraid to speak your truth. Because I do agree with you, Julia, there are people out there that are accepting of the trans community. But I think there's like so much in the mainstream media that's getting bombarded by them that their judgments may be a bit clouded.
0: It's kind of like what Kylie was saying last week. Don't read the Daily Mail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We've got to find our own news. We've got to make our
1: own news. That's why I don't watch mainstream media because it's just poison. I don't want my soul to be poisoned by the garbage that's being put out there. So I'd rather not watch it. But still, there is a message that needs to go out. And allyship is not a passive state. It's an active one and it requires ongoing effort, learning and commitment if we truly want to make a difference.
0: Absolutely. So I guess to sum it up, really, if we think about where we started this conversation, I think it's abundantly clear that in order to heal ourselves, we really need to get off these awful algorithm driven platforms. It's really interesting, that AI documentary that I was talking about, I'm going to put a link to that on the sub stack, because I think everyone needs to watch that. Because, well, first of all, AI is a very topical issue. And I think we should all be doing our best to understand it. But there's a lot of stuff that they talk about there, especially in the beginning, you know, if you don't want to carry on watching, just watch the first 20 minutes, it's really fundamental to understanding how social media has actually broken society that's broken us and they talk about social media as being the first contact with an alien species so social media was the first ai it was. It was the first iteration because it was all about getting people ensnared. And ensnared maybe not the right word. It's certainly not the word that they used. They talked about, well, it's about locking your eyeballs onto their particular platform. And they do that and by serving you. you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Twitter will only serve you from your echo chain because they want you to stay on Twitter. That is the goal of Twitter is that you stay on Twitter. And you're not going to stay somewhere if you're constantly being demonstrated not to share the view of everybody there. And I think that's why people are leaving Twitter, because they're disconnecting. They're not finding the content that relates to them necessarily, because it is just being a complete walkover by the right wing on there. So R.I.P. Twitter.
4: (laughs) I think so.
0: I'm going to have to change our posters again. (laughs) Yeah. Take Twitter (laughs) off. But yeah, so just to remind you, it's tigergirl.substack.com. dot com. It'll ask you to subscribe. Please subscribe. Doesn't cost anything. So that'll let you in. And put something when you create, if you're not on Substack already, put something in there so I know that you're a friendly. Otherwise, if I think you're a turf, I'm gonna deny your subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I've done a lot of talking this week. Poor Lee has had to just sit there and listen to me rant, and I apologize for that. So next week, I promise we're going to let Lee rant about something. (laughs) I did actually ask her earlier this week, what do you want to talk about? Because last week I got Carly on. So I said, okay, so this week you've got to come up with something, and she didn't. So she lost her opportunity this week.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, So
1: next week's next week. I'm a coach, so I listen to people rant and I don't judge them.
0: (laughs) Actually. Now, despite all my ranting, we've actually got time for a little bit of music. So this particular track I thought was quite poignant because it comes from 1492. And there's a line from that movie, which I think is fundamental to what we've been talking about. And that is, if might is right then love has no place in the world.
4: Up and surrender. There will be no white flag above my door. I'm in love and always will be.
0: I will go down with this ship and I won't put my hands up and surrender. There will be no white flag above my door. I'm in love and always will be. Great double play there with Conquest of Paradise from 1492, followed by Dido and White Flag. So, So Lee's going to come up with a nice topic for us for next week, and we might even be able to have a guest again soon. I've reached out to a few people who I think you will like to hear from, so hopefully we'll have them on soon. But for now, it's a goodbye from me.
1: And goodbye for me thank you for being part of this journey with us and we'll see you in the next episode in love and light bye
2: the world's largest radio station for the trans community trans radio uk for the community This
3: is hey, this is Pink.
2: Trans Radio UK. Did you know we have an active and fun chat room? Come and join presenters and other listeners at transradiouk.com. Truck United FC, our award winning football team. Catch your